Today's episode is brought to you by University Credit Union. University Credit Union could help you lower your monthly mortgage payment by refinancing to near historically low rates. Now is the time to save, so bank with your brain. Visit ucu.org to refinance your mortgage today. NMLS ID number 409731, terms and conditions apply. It's time for Conversations with Craig. LMU Athletic Director Craig Pintins takes you behind the scenes with the Lions, the West Coast Conference, and Collegiate Athletics. And now, our host, Athletic Director Craig Pintins. All right, hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Craig. Hard to believe, but we are in episode 12, and as is tradition, we pick a, a famous athlete who wore number 12. I am really tormented today because coming off the heels of a loss in the NFC championship game, I had a no-brainer answer for this one of Aaron Rodgers. I feel like I probably should go with the GOAT, Tom Brady, but <laughs> I, I grew up in Wisconsin and I'm sticking with Aaron Rodgers. So this episode is dedicated to Aaron Rodgers, and we are happy to be joined today by two of our outstanding uh, volleyball team representatives, We've got Ella here and Isabella, and they're going to share a little bit about what it was like to kind of get back on the court, get back in Gersten, and actually play some volleyball. So let's start there. We just finished two matches uh, against St. Mary's, won the first one three to one, and then a tough five set uh, loss in, in the fifth, 16-14. We won't focus as much on that one, but what was it like just to, first of all, just to be back out there competing? It felt incredible. Um, it's been over a year, I think, since the last time I got to compete uh, with LMU, and we've been itching to get out there and just compete. Um, you can even tell, like, in practices, like, the way we compete against each other. Like, we, we're, we were ready. We were ready to come back out and uh, get to play, and so our excitement and anxiousness, and we were all just, we were ready to go, and I think it was so exciting to finally get to I don't know, interact with another team, I guess, but also the level of competition we had was incredible. Um, Issa was her first time ever playing in a college match, and so you can talk a little bit more about that, but it definitely felt good to be back. Yeah, I agree with Bully. Um, it had been about a year since I had last played volleyball because I was playing club in the spring last year, so um, it, it was just so exciting to get to actually like play another opponent because we've just been scrimmaging each other for in the fall and then for the last two weeks. So it's just really, really cool to play in the WCC, play um, a really good opponent. And um, especially like to have my first two college matches, which was really just an amazing experience just to play with um, my team and play with really high caliber athletes, high caliber coaches in like, an actual game setting when there's like announcers and then the cool videos on the board when you go back to serve. And so it was just, it was an awesome experience. Well, and, and Ella, I think you pretty much could just do this job the rest of the way. You kind of just set her up for that question and let into it perfectly. So maybe, I mean, I don't know, Ella. You, you I'll, I'll take over if you need me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you just, if you just want to talk, we could just call it and go from there. That was, that was really good. Well, Conversations you, you do, with Ella. Yeah, conversation with Ella. I think, well, you know, the, there's the alliteration part of it, so we'd have to come right, up with, right. with the E, but we'll figure, figure that part out. Uh, you know, 
you bring up an interesting point of being able to compete and having uh, the video and everything else kind of in the background, but you know, as evidenced by the my my background screen on Zoom right now, there's no fans there. What is it like to actually play in an environment where you don't have any parents there? Because if you're playing club, you you obviously have a lot of parents and maybe some family and, and friends, but you have no fans at all. What what is that experience like? I definitely thought it was going to be a bigger deal than it was. I think when we first found out there was no fans, I was like, kind of like, oh gosh, like really? Like that's a, such a big part of it. And yes, it is. But when you're actually playing and you're focused on what we're like, what's happening on the court, it's really like, you don't even realize like that there's no one around. And I think the crowd definitely played a huge aspect. Like when we get a point, it helps us fire up. It helps our team, you know, be loud and, so that is something that I do miss. And I love, you know, I love playing for people. Like I love when I can look up and my dad and my mom are sitting in the audience and our audience, the crowd. Um, but I think like during the game, it's hard for me to notice as much, like as it, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see much of a difference personally. Cause you're but, in the zone, Ella. You're in the, right, just, yeah. just to admit what it is. You're in the zone. You are a highly yeah. conditioned athlete and you're in the zone. It's okay to say it. I mean, I'll yeah, say it for yeah. you. You're, you're ready to go. You're, thinking only about volleyball, just like, uh, just like Aaron would want you to. Uh, so right. <laughs> there's that, that piece of it. The, just maybe uh, tell everybody what it was like, though. We're going to rewind a little bit, Ella, and then we'll, we'll come back. But what was it like to play BYU and beat number one BYU undefeated with a big crowd uh, at Gersten? What, what was that environment like when you were a freshman? That was incredible. Um, that still to this day is probably my favorite memory of LMU volleyball uh, that I've gotten to be a part of. Uh, not only did we beat them in three uh, and made our way to the tournament, but just the atmosphere that was created in that gym, you know, every point, no matter we lost the point, we won the point, you could hear just the biggest celebration, you know, every single person's family was there. We had a great student section that night and I'm pretty sure we were on like Thanksgiving break yeah. And we still had like, like a, a, a pretty decent amount of student athletes come back and watch. And um, I remember after the game, we got to like wave, come out and wave to the crowd and just like seeing so many people filled in Gersten was so incredible. And that really showed like, I mean, we, we, yeah, I mean, it was incredible. I don't know how much. Else no, I you're right. It was, it was amazing. And I think that's something yeah. that, uh, Isabella, you have to look forward to and we're able to have crowds back in the fall. Um, but coming here as a freshman, you know, it obviously is a, a unique experience, a unique fall for anyone in general. Mm -hmm. And what has that been like just in terms of your adjustment? Maybe let's take the all the COVID and everything out of the equation. Just from a, a, a volleyball standpoint, what did it feel like to be out there for the first couple matches because you're not competing oh. against your team anymore. Now you're against somebody else. What was that like? Yeah, it, it felt amazing. I So originally, my plan was to redshirt um, my freshman year. So I wasn't expecting to play at all. I was expecting to be on the bench, learn, grow. Um, and then once COVID happened, it was just like, well, now everyone, yeah, so yeah. you get your eligibility back. And um, it, it, I mean, I'm so excited that I will have four more years at LMU, but, um, it was kind of unexpected, but, um, just, it was so exciting just to 
finally, it feels like, especially like being recruited so early in high school um, for most college athletes nowadays, uh, just to finally like realize that like goal that you've been working for since you were in middle school and to finally like get to that college stage and have like your parents and other family members be able to watch you. It was an incredible experience. Incredible experience. Who, who on the team, let, let's, we need to get the, the dirt on everybody on this team. So <laughs> let's go there. Uh, who on the team sometimes says the craziest things and you're, you just kind of yeah. shake your head. You're like, what are they talking about? anyone come to mind I say some crazy things sometimes <laughs> yourself you're gonna nominate yourself I've I'll I'll put it out there um sometimes I think Rose Booth uh could be up there for some nominees <laughs> uh she she's she's a she can crack you up with some stuff that she brings up uh Audrey Clump mm-hmm. I wish she was here but them two I think together they they say some crazy things uh I don't know. We're, yeah, I'd say them too, for sure. Sometimes okay. me, I'll, oh yeah. <laughs> what, this is I, always been a curiosity of mine. And since we have a couple of volleyball players, we can ask this. What happens when you, after a point, when you huddle up, do you actually say anything or is it just a lot of yelling in there? I mean, what what is going on? Um, I can talk on that really quickly. Um, it's kind of interesting. It, it depends on the situation. I feel like I, I there it, our team culture we're not yelling at each other, um, which is a good thing because that's counterproductive. But typically, like when we come in a huddle, we'll talk about like what we want to do on the next point. We'll try to like think, okay, well, um, we'll talk about like what we see on the other team or like what we individually want to do to be better the next point if we lost the point before or just like get each other hyped and just kind of like yell and scream and get excited. But um, I mean, it, it kind of like varies on the situation though. Sometimes you have to have like those tough conversations and say like, well, we need to like get our stuff together and we need to settle down and get the next point. But um, a lot of the time it's a lot of excitement though, too, which is, which is what's really fun about volleyball. No, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me uh, the amount of energy that can come out of a, a team uh, in volleyball. It, it's pretty, now, are you in charge of talking as a setter? It, do, you, it, do you feel like that's your role as a setter or are you tasked with that? Or is that, is it kind of depend on the situation? Um, it depends on the situation, but, um, our coaches do a really good job that it's not just one person that's a leader. It's every person should be able, by the time they graduate, um, as an LMU student athlete, they should be a leader themselves. Like that's why we don't have captains. And, um, instead we are all capable of getting those leadership skills and we all lead differently. I consider myself, I'm not the most vocal person. Um, I'm, that's just not how my personality is, but I tend to, I prefer to lead with example. I'll work really hard to get a ball, um, really far off the court or something like that. Um, whereas like somebody else may prefer, prefer to like talk a lot in the huddle. Um, so it's just kind of like everyone figures out their leadership style and like what works best for them. And definitely vocalizing that is an important aspect, but, um, everyone can kind of find their niche and what works best for them. Definitely. Ella, how bad can some of the floor burns be and what's the worst one you ever got? Oh my gosh. 
They are you, you, you die. I mean, I've, I've seen it. You yeah. will not give up on a ball. And I have seen you yeah. sprawl all over the place. <laughs> um, there are some, like, I'm looking at my hands right now. Like, I have one here from last night. Um, I think the worst, there's a couple of areas that most volleyball players will always have a floor burn, and it's their knees. And, yes, we wear knee pads, but we still get them all over our knees. Elbows are a huge one because uh, you're just laying out and your arms, you know, you're sprawling out. Bruises are huge on the elbows. For me, my hip bones, because I'm always diving on my hips, um, my left hip bone is permanently bruised, I think. And I'm going to say that for the rest of my life because I just, it'll heal and then I just dive again. But the worst one I've ever gotten is for sure. Hip bones are just the worst because you're continuously falling on it and diving on it and reopening cuts. And it's just, I mean, they're little but they they hurt they do are there some floors are there some floors that are worse than others like when you're playing on a floor Um, you can tell right away you walk in the gym and you're like this is not going to be good if I dive yeah yeah there are certain floors like if you dive like some of them like you can slide super far and like it's super slippery and then there are some when it's like you just get stuck and it's like floor burn all the way like uh we scrimmaged USC and they had a what's it called terraflex terraflex yeah oh, like a sport that, court type thing yeah yeah like the sport court type and it was just super slippery and slidey so it was a lot easier to kind of didn't hurt as much but um yeah it's they're they're pretty gnarly <laughs> so let's let's name names which floor in the wcc you're just like oh this one's gonna hurt <laughs> oh um, is there one in the wcc or are they all kind of the same byu i'm pretty sure has that court court text uh type of court um so there isn't too bad I think other than that we all pretty much have the same type of like flooring um so I mean pretty, you, you, can, you can you can you can get them regardless of the yeah, court it doesn't but, matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> doesn't matter right how do you here's a I've always had this question for setters do you know when you let a really good set that you're just like point I mean do, do you know can you feel yes. It? Yes. There are times where like, I don't know what it is, just kind of like the feeling when it comes out of your hands and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it, it just sometimes like I, I'll look at the other side to see like where the middle is kind of like through yeah. my peripheral vision and try to like set away from them. And when I, when it comes out of my hands, I see the middle going in the other direction and I set the opposite direction and I'm just like, oh yeah, like that's going down. Yeah. <laughs> like there were a couple of balls like that last night and I was like, yes. And then Kari just pounded a few. Let's of talk about Kari because she really was, good. she was pretty incredible last night, obviously <laughs> highly touted player uh, coming mm-hmm. in and um, had a fantastic match last night. When you have somebody like that, does it make your job easier or is it harder I mean because obviously when you're that talented uh, I feel from an amateur opinion you can cover some things up but is it hard to set for somebody like that no she's probably one of um, the most talented attackers I've ever set and I played on a pretty high level club team but just um, her ability to just, she, you can't stop her. Like I, there's not a block you can put in front of her, a defense you can put in front of her. She can move the ball all over the court. She, she will hit over you. She will hit under you. She will hit through you. Um, she is just so talented and, um, 
yeah, I, I don't know how you stop her. And it just makes my job really fun because I'll just kind of throw balls up to her and she'll just get up and take a good rip at it. But yeah, so she is, yeah, she's special. She she had a couple of those moments uh, last night and, you know, at, at various times kind of took over. Here Here's a, is it like a quarterback though? You know, this episode obviously dedicated Aaron Rodgers and, and <laughs> kind of Tom Brady, but not really. Um, is it kind of like a quarterback? Do you have attackers coming back to you in one of the huddles give me the ball does that have that has to happen just like a receiver yes it happens all the time um and there are moments where what we call it like streaking or repeating so like Kari was obviously like really hot all night um so I whenever I could I was trying to get the ball to her and so and she she was terminating so she was putting the ball away so, um, and I was like, I'm getting the ball to you. I, I would go up to her in the match and I'd be like, I'm getting the ball to you. You'd be ready. <laughs> so it's just kind of like one of those moments. And whereas like the night before, um, Kari was hitting really well too, but like Audrey, I was like, I'm getting the ball to you. You'd be ready. Yeah. So um, it kind of goes both ways. Sometimes um, in a hitter, Erin uh, Curl comes to mind. She would always say like, get me the ball on this next point. So um, it just kind of, varies personality wise but uh we will have that communication similar to what is in football too yeah no it makes it makes perfect sense and i've always wondered about that because mm-hmm. uh you, you obviously see it all the time in in football but I, it mm-hmm. has to it happens in every sport you know yeah. where somebody wants the ball because there's there's only one of them there's only one ball you only play with one ball so right. it makes it a, a little bit of a challenge mm-hmm. ella uh obviously grew up in Westchester and, and have a family history with LMU. Did that make it really easy when it came time to decide where to go to school or, or did that, does it feel like extra pressure? Cause you are here at LMU. Um, definitely. I don't feel any pressure, uh, which is good. Uh, I remember I didn't like, I never really thought about like my, my grandpa obviously went here. Uh, he played basketball here and then, um so he's connected to the school and then my aunt uh, went to law school here and obviously I'm five minutes out the back gate so it was I mean I everyone always asks me like oh like is it weird like you're basically at home like you're going to school at home and no like I, I mean I really like I fell in love with the school the minute I came on campus and um I definitely have had such good conversations with my grandpa about like stories from when he was here and um, he loves that I get to be here and uh, play for the same school he did. So I definitely haven't felt that like pressure at all, which uh, has been great. I've had nothing but support from my family. And um, but it actually is really cool being like being able to say, yeah, like my house is five minutes that way. Like LMU is my home. Like it's <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Have you met anybody in your life that's a better storyteller than your grandpa Wayne? I don't think so. I he's pretty amazing in that regard. Pretty amazing, yeah. He's an amazing storyteller and and clearly uh, has been a big supporter of ours for a number of years. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, what can you, what advice can you give uh, Isabella about what it's like when we actually have students here and and what the environment of LMU is? Here's your your chance to really sell LMU to any of those future recruits that are watching. Um, I think, I think a lot of people like always ask like what's it like going to a small school like it's that's like the biggest thing I always get when I ask about like how's LMU and 
I think it's the community we have here is so special because you could be walking to class and see 10 different people that you know, like, oh, that person's in my class, that person's on the other, like, oh, he's on the soccer team. Oh, I know her from my class. And it's so easy to get to know so many people because we're all so close. And it's, it is a, it's a community. It's not even a school, like we're a community. And um, especially like the student athlete community we have here, like, I think we're so close as like sports teams and we all know each other. We go and support each other's games. That was, I think the biggest thing that I miss is being able to go and watch, you know, oh, let's go to the women's soccer game tonight. Oh, let's go to the baseball game tonight and just watch everything. And that's one of the biggest things I think that you're going to get to enjoy uh, when you have the chance to do that. Um, but it's definitely just, like I said, it's a community and it's like, it's, it's, I know it sounds cliche, but we're, we're, so, we're a very close school. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty awesome environment. No, I think you're, you, you nailed it on the head and, uh, Ella, you're at a lot of events, which we thank you for, you come, seem to show up everywhere. We see you around uh, <laughs> everywhere. So maybe you do have a future as, as this uh, podcast host when we decide maybe. to hand it on to somebody. Um, Isabella, and this will be kind of the, the last question. What, what are you looking forward to? What does the team need to improve on based on the first two matches? I think overall, we did a really good job of executing our game plan against them, both matches. There are like certain things that we can improve on. Um, I think one of the big things is just limiting our errors overall. Um, that's just comes with, we're a really young team. I mean, I, there were times on the court where I was like, we literally have all freshmen, redshirt freshmen and one sophomore playing. So like, that's kind of crazy if you think about it. So just kind of like limiting um, some errors in different aspects of the game. And then just kind of like, I think keeping it consistent, I think is one of the big things. So we had like moments where we were really, really good. And we had moments where we were not looking great, but that just kind of happens. And um, I think just trying to keep good for a longer period of time will um, help us in the long run. Well, very well stated and congratulations on, on the start. No obviously prefer to be 2-0, but uh, got some great experience and it's going to serve us extremely well going forward. Uh, thank you for joining us on Conversations with Craig. Today we're joined by Ella Boley and Isabella Bearford. Uh, and good luck the rest of the season. Look forward to watching your home matches and, uh, you know, I, you might see me out there sweeping the floor or whatever is needed <laughs> when we're short staffed. So I'm, I'm ready to go. Thank you. We love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having right. us. Thank you so thank much. You. Lions, thank you for listening to Conversations with Craig. Join us next month as LMU Athletic Director Craig Pintons continues to take you behind the scenes with the Lions.